Hello and welcome to the Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And if you listen to this, this is our Once More With Feelings series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we are doing Season 5, Episode 17, Forever. 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 <laughs> this episode first aired April 17, 2001. Written by Marty Noxon and Rebecca Krishna and directed by Marty Noxon. Oh. Yeah, so over to you, Eddie. I totally forgot what I'm supposed to say here. Okay, yeah. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Yep. A hundred episodes yep. in, Eddie. A hundred episodes in a and you hundred... still don't like it. Oh, I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> is it worth my time, though? Um, well, I think that's still debatable, but we're here. I'm still here. You're here. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, forever, Eddie. What do you think of this episode? Uh, okay. So, this episode suffers from two big issues. Okay. Uh, I'd say one of them is it's it's the follow-up to the body, which is arguably possibly one of the best episodes of television ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and deals with grief and loss in this very raw, relatable way that had just never been done on television before. Okay. And then you get this episode that has to follow that. Yeah. So nothing, you know, nothing's really going to be able to top <laughs> that. But then this this episode deals with grief and death in a very television way. Yeah, it's very cookie cutter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, sort of back to the traditional uh, way of... Uh, Dealing with death on a TV show is like straight. You'd almost say you could skip that last episode, and that's where the traditional episode would pick up from. Yeah, because as I said before, the body is almost like it's it's the what you don't see on television. It's the yeah. parts that are normally cut out. It's those in between mm. parts. Like we're seeing something that we shouldn't be seeing. Yeah. So that's um, the first part, is it? The first. And the second part is is that it's dawn centric. Oh yeah. And dawn. Is such a brat. She's insufferable, really. She is <laughs> such an so insufferable much. brat in this episode, yeah. uh, and and she's a big part of it. Unfortunately, yeah. of the episode, and it just doesn't work because a lot of the stuff that she's she's angry at Buffy about um, just isn't true. Like the fact that she's just like, oh, you haven't even cried, and um, you don't care. Yeah, you don't care, and all of this sort of stuff, and you can. And, you know, like any person with eyes could see that Buffy was just barely holding it she together. She was just giving her the stink eye the whole episode, wasn't she? Yeah. Every scene, she's just giving then, her the foul then, look. But then Dawn's like going, oh, you're avoiding me. And it's like, no, she's not. <laughs> you were the one that decided you wanted to go to... You ran off and had an adventure with yeah, Spike. Yeah, you, you like, you were the one running away from her. Yeah. Like it was just every everything that she said was the complete opposite of what was actually... Going on, yeah. So, yeah. so to recap, is it a it's good the first time you saw it and rewatching it again? So, well, as I said, so I, as I said, I don't remember. I think I missed the body when it aired on uh, yeah. TV. So it just jumps into this yeah. episode, and as I said, like you, you can skip the body because as it is, like you, you wouldn't, but yeah, you is, wouldn't. It is this episode that is the in between. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to see that part of television. 
yeah, this one's the, this is just your traditional dealing with grief, and then they move on in the next episode. Like everything's yeah. back to a so-called normal, mm-hmm. um, which also happens in television. Yeah, <laughs> like, yep, back to it. Yeah, yeah, you get one, you get one episode to grieve, and then you you know life has to continue on. You're done. The show must go on. Yeah. But we can get more into that. All right, yeah, we'll get more into that. Yep, I'll do the summary and we'll get back to it. Buffy and the Scooby gang gather to discuss funeral plans, revealing their father's absence and that Buffy and Joyce discuss funeral choices before her mother's surgery. Willow and Xander encounter Spike delivering flowers. Xander accuses Spike of ulterior motives, but Spike insists he wanted to pay respects to Joyce. Joyce is buried and Dawn goes to stay with Willow and Tara. Angel arrives once it is dark to comfort Buffy. They share an intimate moment but decide it's best for him to leave. Willow and Tara try to cheer up Dawn who expresses desire to resurrect her mother. They refuse to help, citing ethical concerns. Ben is approached by a minion who reveals Glory's interest in Buffy and the key. Ben accidentally gives away information about the key's whereabouts. Dawn explores resurrection spells with a little nudge from Willow. Spike catches Dawn attempting a spell and offers to help. They visit a magic expert, Doc, who provides the final spell and tells Spike how to get the key ingredient. Dawn performs a spell alone. Tara realizes that one of her magic books is missing and calls Buffy. Buffy confronts Dawn, leading to a heated argument about grieving. A mysterious figure appears, but Dawn destroys the spell and they break down together accepting their grief, the end. <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate to cheer after that, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this episode, it does kind of feel like, yeah, as I said, it's like your traditional television way of exploring death and the stages of grief and and there's sort of this glory Ben stuff that's going to, like there's like a tiny bit of arc Information well, in there that'll. I was kind of relieved we got something like that because I was thinking this is getting a little boring. <laughs> like, oh, so we got the main plot sort of sticking its nose in. Yes, yes, yes. This yes. is interesting. So a revelation. Um, yeah, uh, mm. and that Doc character as well also kind of starts to. He'll play a bigger part. I think I've seen him before in other episodes. That character. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and it does have all the like you see all the characters and how they're dealing with grief, and you've got you know Willow saying that she's visiting her mum more, and um, that she's spend like she's writing everything in her journal to savor her life mm-hmm. type type thing. She doesn't want to forget every mo- happy moment. Yeah, uh, you have Giles. Um, it's just this very brief scene where you have Giles alone in his apartment, drinking, and he's listening to that same song from Band Candy by Cream. Oh, yeah, the intimate song yeah, they had? Yeah. Like, twice? No, I'm talking about the song. <laughs> oh. By Cream. Yeah. 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 That they were listening to when he, like, when he was a teen, like, when he was teenage Ripper Giles in his apartment. Yeah. Um, and they were sitting around listening to records. Right, yeah, with that Joyce. That was the record that he was listening to. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, then you have this weird scene with Anya and Xander having this sort of weird discussion after sex where they're going on about how intense it was and then 
she start like Anya starts talking about life and death and creating life and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, sort of doesn't know what to say about yes, that. He's kind yes. of like, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you sort of have how they're dealing with their grieving. Yeah, uh, and then you've got Buffy and Angel and. Buffy like just fully, fully opening up about all of her feelings with Angel that she hasn't been able to say to anyone else. Mm. Um, and it's this very intimate kind of conversation that they have. I'm so strong. You just need some time. I'm sure everybody understands that. Time's not the issue. I can stick wood in vampires, but mom was the strong one in real life. Yeah, and she's pretty much saying how she is not coping. <laughs> so, yeah. it, so it is weird that maybe this episode would have worked better if it was either all from Dawn's point of view, like doing like a Zeppo type episode where you only see things from Dawn's perspective. Well, maybe you might have seen what she was talking about because as you said earlier, I didn't really think she was, uh, what did she say to Buffy, being uh, ignored or anything like yeah. that. So yeah. I, I thought she was... And the fact that Dawn's like, oh, you don't want me around, you know, Hmm. all of this sort of stuff. Um, And, yeah, saying that you can't even look at me. And it was like, when hasn't she been (laughs) looked at it? Like, she's always looking at you. Yeah. She was actually hurt when you you didn't want to be with her after the funeral. Uh, I suppose it's it's kind of the mask you put on with grief. Yeah. You you sort of put on that you're, you're okay. And you're dealing with this because people are expecting you to deal with it. Well, I think Buffy even said that is that she was just she was only holding it together because she was doing that for Dawn, pretty much. That that's why she was doing putting that on. But she also had a lot of stuff to do, like she had to organise a funeral, hmm, casket, and funeral home. So there's like a whole heap of sort of it's you know that admin that goes into death. Exactly. Yeah. That you've got to take care of. Um, and it's not easy to do and you have to kind of just get on and do it. Mm. Um, yeah. But the other thing is, is that, and I, I'm kind of one of those people, like people who organize, like that Joyce organized her own funeral situation where she said she didn't want to wake after it. Yeah. I always find when people want to plan their own funerals, they forget that the funeral is actually not about them. No, funerals aren't for dead people. Yes. <laughs> so Funeral, funerals are for the living. Yeah. So no wake. I don't know why people would say things like that. Like, well, my mum said she didn't want a eulogy. Eulogy. Yeah. yeah, I remember. And that. that caused so many bloody issues in my family. Yeah, because then her friend got up and spoke, but she said it's not a eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the priest might have sort of uh, jokingly said, "Okay, when you meet." Uh, your mother in heaven, you can argue with it or debate whether that was a eulogy or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. like that he said. Which yeah, okay. The crowd, um, the audience sort of laughed at that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but like, so uh, what is a eulogy? Because is it just you speak about the person? Or no, you, can you're, sort you just... of, you're sort of supposed to, well, generally you get different people to talk about different aspects of your life. Hmm. So you'll have, you know, someone from the family come up and talk, you know, someone from your work will come up and talk. Someone from, you know, if you're a part of a football team. Do you have to say something specific though or you can just talk about anything? Well, well, sometimes, you know, you can just have one person that will talk about all aspects of your life. But generally you have a couple of different people who knew you from different – like if you're in a sports team, like someone from the Mm. sports team would come up and uh, talk. Like like 
for my dad, it was, you know, they had someone from the army get up and talk. There was someone from the CFA oh, the got up. Half of Australia thought he got up and spoke <laughs> at your dad's funeral. Um, you know, it's all those different elements of your life that those people get to get up and talk about you. Hmm. Um, and deni- denying people that seems a little selfish in, one, in some ways. Can I say that? Is that? Well, yeah. And it was also, well, mum also decided to hold her funeral in the smallest bloody church. In the entire town, yeah, um, that didn't fit <laughs> yeah. half the people. Like it was the smallest. And then I think my dad, I think my dad had kind of said, "I'll oh, just do the same thing," mm. and we kind of went, uh, "Yeah, no." Nah. Nah. <laughs> Bloody shit! It was no. He had it in a. It was an event. Like yeah, it was, yeah but the CFA paid for that. <laughs> they they organised it. It was a. It was a official. CFA funeral. I remember my uncle's funeral. Um, the son-in-law spoke, and that was it. My father was there. The funeral was over in like twenty minutes. I kid you not. Mm. The reverend or whatever said a few things. Yeah, the, son- the son-in-law played a couple of songs, but it was in and out in twenty minutes. So, yeah. and then when we went to sort of the wake, then they put a microphone up, and my dad told a few stories about, you know, him and when they. In their when they're wenching days, I guess is what you can refer <laughs> okay. to it. Uh, back a long time ago. So, um, and I think that was the only time like it actually felt a somber moment because he, he started he started breaking up a little bit. Yeah, like it just seemed like there was no 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 more. There was no mourning yeah. allowed, and I think that was kind of his wife. And my dad didn't quite get along with. She was a scouser, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> hold that against scousers, but yeah. Um, it it was it was odd, and um, and she did get sort of angry at him. He posted a couple of things online, and she wanted him to take it down. It was a bit weird, um, but that was a few years ago now. So, but yeah, it wasn't a very somber. It was in its in and out. And I just felt like, you know, just it didn't really celebrate his life, but no, it didn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's un- unfortunate. Unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, as I said, you can maybe say, "Oh, I want this song played," or you know, like certain things like. But I wouldn't be sitting there going, "You can't have this and you can't have that." Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be making demands of what you can't do. I think that's say mm. what you want, but saying what you can't do is a bit odd. Speaking of which, here's a philosophical question I give you, Eddie, right. and maybe our listeners as well. If you were to pass away, right, what song do you think people would play at your funeral? I'm not saying that song that you would pick, but mm-hmm. I'm asking what song do you think people would pick for you? So I suppose you're looking at me. See, and I know which song. I would pick? Yeah. What song would it be? Well, it would be a Metallica one. I would have. Oh, for my funeral. For your okay, funeral. yeah. All right. I know. I, I guess they'd do that. Yeah, they would. <laughs> That's pretty obvious, that one. Um, yeah, but what do you think people would play? Um. I I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Because say it was a sudden, so you couldn't plan it. So that someone would have to say, "I'll pick some songs." Uh, I think I, I think I'd probably say "Disarmed" by Smashing Smashing okay. Pumpkins. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, an oldie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very old. Very name. old song. Yes, <laughs> thirty years old. <clears throat> or maybe "Hurt" by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, can you have swearing in there? Of course you can. Yeah? Yeah. Hurt doesn't have that much swearing. Oh, uh, yeah. Not too much. But Which which version though? Ooh, no, I want, no, I said Nine Inch Nails Okay, version. you did say Nine Inch Nails. Okay. All right. 
because I liked it before Johnny Cash did a cover of it and then <laughs> everyone's like, oh, this is such a good song. I'm like, yes, it's always been a good song. <laughs> to be fair, I think even Trent Reznor said he made the song better. <laughs> True. Okay, uh, moving on. So what's okay, next, Okay, um, let's talk about Buffy's deadbeat dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hank Summers doesn't even turn up for his ex-wife's funeral. Yeah, was he in Mexico or something? Um, no. no, she's like, Buffy just said he's, uh, his number in Spain. Spain. <laughs> I think I, no, the father from E.T. is in Mexico. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where's Mexico? Yeah, so he's in Spain with his secretary. Um <laughs> Yeah, and the number he left doesn't work. So they can't so, even call him. So they can't call him. Mm. But also means I don't think Buffy's tried to get in contact with her dad any time recently. Well, I mean, in that day and age, all you got is a phone number. Mm. I'm not sure what else you could really do, to be honest. How else would she contact him Yeah, if he's in Spain? And the phone number she's got that's not working. And a letter? No, that's not A letter to enough. where? Yeah. Does she have an address? If she, I mean... yeah. The number doesn't work. Yep. So. But, you know, but the fact that he just does not care about his kids at all. Hmm. Like, not even. Well, if he, yeah, if he was in constant contact with the children, then, yeah, he would find out very quickly. Yeah. But um, it means that he's just had no contact. Yeah. So, he's probably starting a new family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like good deadbeat dads do. They set up a new franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they stuff up the first lot and then start a new they one. They get better at it, though. Do they get better at it? I don't, don't think so. I don't think they do. <laughs> they do get better. Uh, oh, Willow. Now, Willow is a little... Uh, yes. Let's talk about Willow. It, like you see Tara jump in with the whole ethical reasons on why you don't... Why wickers don't do resurrection spells. Mm-hmm. And that they took an oath... <laughs> Yep, they took an oath, don't do resurrection spells. And Willow just has the worst poker face in the background when mm. she's saying, you know, it's wrong to do it and, we and you know, the repercussions and blah, blah, blah and, and all that. And Willow But also just, Willow is very much a magic, conf- you know, she does see magic as the shortcut. It's the easy way out. Like if yeah. you don't want to be – because this episode, you know, this episode is very, very similar to um, Something Blue. Oh, which one was that? That's the one where Willow is grieving the loss of um, Oz and does a spell to get rid of her grief. Ah, right, yeah. But it doesn't have the hijinks of that episode. (laughs) No. But, yeah, it's the fact that, you know, Dawn does this spell to – she essentially wants to get rid of her grief Mm -hmm. and the way of doing that is to bring her mother back. And Willow pretty much sets everything in motion by doing that little manoeuvre. Just pulls the book out. Yeah, which sets her, her on the path to possibly could have been dangerous situation, but uh, thankfully was tortured in the end by her coming to a realization that this was a bad idea. Yeah, and then poor Gora Demon. Oh no! Who uh, just mining its eggs? Just just sitting on its eggs, and that Spike shit. and Spike and this little shit come and. <laughs> No, Spike comes and hits it with an axe. Like it's just literally just sitting there looking after its eggs and, and they attack it. It just seemed very, very and, and like like they could have just stolen the eggs. They didn't have to just they had killed it as well. Did they kill it? Yeah. Oh. Spike killed it oh. in the end. Like 
right. So yeah. orphans now. Yeah. Little Gamora orphans. Seemed unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that they needed a creature or something, yeah. didn't they? I think it's it's <laughs> also a pretty terrible creature. Yeah. Like oh, it was very slack banged together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they just glued a couple of other props together. Yeah. But I, I, uh, they needed something, you know. It's, it can't go, you know, two episodes without having some sort of mythical creature doing something. So, yeah. Yeah, true. Just had to write that in there last minute, I reckon. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about this well, episode. It's well, the other, well, as I was saying, the, the main plot was sort of flushed out a little bit in this episode mm. with, uh, yeah, the realisation that the key is a person. Yeah. So that's something. Which it was yeah. a relief to get something of like, oh, okay, the main story's coming. You know, cause yeah. it sort of, it felt like the show was just completely on pause for pretty yeah. much an hour and a half. Yeah. And then that sort of pushed the plot along a little bit and just gave us, you know, a bit more attention that, oh, okay, so she's onto it, that it's a person and that uh, Ben knows who the key is too. Mm-hmm. So she's not aware of anything that he does, no. is she? So, no. yeah. Uh, well, we've already established that because. The key, she, the key. Yeah, he literally turned into glory in front of Dawn. Yeah. After she said that she was the key and yeah. didn't know what was. Yeah. Going so on. established that. Yeah. So I do have a note here from the writer and director Marty Noxon. Oh yeah. What did Marty say? And she says, "To me, the idea of wanting to defy death is just as inherent, almost mythologically iconic notion." It's something we can relate to, a universal longing. She adds that the idea for this episode arose from the idea that dawn would be the bargaining stage of mourning and if you were in Sunnydale and someone you loved died, you would absolutely call on the forces of darkness to resurrect them. She also describes that the inspiration for this episode came from the story The Monkey Paw, The Monkey's Paw. Ah, so what the three wishes, yeah. or the five wishes of the yeah. monkey's paw in it. Yeah. Is that a Twilight Zone thing? I think or so, that, yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it just a fable? Yeah, it's just a horror short story by right. W.W. Jacobs. Okay, yeah. Maybe it was done, done on Twilight Zone or something, maybe? I don't know. Or something similar. Oh, I think it's been done a million times. I know Simpsons did it. Yeah, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. But what is it every what what is it every time you make a wish like you get the wish but it you get like something oh it's one of those ironic sort of consequences for your so wish so you, you wish for world peace but it makes the whole world silent type thing oh, the, yeah oh you um you you wish to be uh, uh attract uh, women to be sexually attracted <laughs> to, to you, you but then you're impotent yeah <laughs> you want to become a leader of a of a country, uh, and with a, a lots of power, and it makes you Hitler or something like that. I think, <laughs> I think it was literally a Twilight Zone episode. They yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah. So you be careful what you wish for, you know. And uh, yeah. I love the te- deconstruction that uh, Rick and Morty did on that. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, "You can't have your cake and eat it." Yeah. Now, had you seen this episode? Uh, no, no. This is a new one for me. Uh, and did you go down any rabbit holes? Uh, I did go down a bit of a rabbit hole, Eddie. I think you overlooked uh, me, what I was uh, looking at before. Did I you? also maybe... Nudge me? Nudge you a little bit? Uh, yeah, you might have nudged me, yeah. So you know what I'm going to say? He's whistling Peter and the Wolf. Peter and the Wolf. You know Peter and the Wolf, Eddie? I do know Peter and the Wolf right, quite Peter, well. Do you? Yeah. Composed by 
Oh, I have no idea. Sergi <laughs> Pokev. Pokev. Some Russian dude. Yeah, a Russian dude. Um, so it's a children's musical. Yes, from, which uh, I saw as a pantomime. Yeah? Okay. So it's where all the instruments are different animals. Yeah, so each uh, so there's, there's uh, each character animal. So there's yeah. a bird, a duck, a cat, the grandfather, the wolf, the hunters, and Peter himself. So every character has their own musical cue. Uh, would you like to hear their musical cue, Eddie? No, well, we go with the bird. We'll start with we'll start with the now. The reason I brought this up because you had that character Doc humming it. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw him, so first you had the bird, which is a flute. Then you have uh, the duck, performed by the obey. Then you have the cat. Clarinet. All these sort of remind me of like Looney Tunes sort of sounds, you know? <laughs> the Grandfather by the Bassoon. Uh, then you have The Wolf by the French Horns. Um, mm, very scary, isn't it? <laughs> and then uh, The Hunters with the, with the trumpet theme, and it meant to be the, more of a bass drum in that, too. It sounds like some kid on the keyboard playing that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you have Peter's theme, which is the most famous one of all. Is that on the violin? Yeah. Oh, oh the string instruments, but violin, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Because uh, when I was in uni, we had a um, an assignment. We had to illustrate Peter and the Wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had to sort of pick a section. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which what which section did you get? Uh, all I know is I did the wolf. I think I just <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think I did the wolf trying to get the duck. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, so uh it's uh, written in 1936. We're getting into close to 100 years ago. Yeah, so that's of course if you don't know the story, there's Peter who runs out in the yard and uh meets the duck and meets the cat and meets the bird and then the wolf comes out and the wolf eats the bird and then the hunters come out. Then they tie up the – oh, I think Peter ties up the wolf and they take him to the zoo. I don't, I don't think yeah. they <laughs> – Now, for some reason, they always take him to the zoo and if you listen carefully, you can still hear the duck quacking. Um, he swallowed the du- – because uh, he swallowed the duck whole. So, it's yeah. nice and non-bloody, I guess, for a choice. Yeah, as I think I think I illustrated the wolf swallowing the duck whole. Yeah. 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 So um, – that was just a <laughs> Peter and the Wolf. It's just been referenced like that. That Peter's that Peter's oh, theme is kind the frame, of, It was kind of an interesting one. way of composing a musical, making the music characters. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is every time they they have their moments, they usually start the the music sort of cues in them to yeah. start speaking or or acting. So. Uh, I don't know if that was the first one to do well, that. Well, I think or... I saw it as a ballet, so it was... Yeah, it could work as... A, yeah. Pretty much work as anything, I'd say. <laughs> you know, it, cartoon, it was, it was a Disney cartoon. I think there was a famous Disney cartoon from the 60s or something, so you might have never seen that one. Um, it's just one of those tunes you just sort of hear everywhere, especially... Well, Peter's one's the most famous one. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so that is, Eddie, Peter and the Wolf. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
And and I think when you're watching it, I'm like, I like quite loudly go, "Here's humming Peter and the Wolf." <laughs> like you more nudge, interested nudge. than me. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there going, "Hint, hint, nudge, nudge." <laughs> mm. All right. Um, did you want to get into? Yeah. Ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. All right, Jared. Yes. Okay. Which character was your favorite in this episode? I like Doc. <laughs> <laughs> he seems the most interesting character, I guess. Yeah. Uh, new character, yeah, fresh face. Fresh face, yeah. Yeah. Um, guess Spike already knows him. He didn't. Or he didn't have well, to... Well, Spike didn't know him. He just knew of him. And he didn't ask... He didn't have to be invited? Because he's a demon. Yes. Yes. Interesting, that, isn't it? Yeah. Did you mm. realise that? Well, the tale kind of gave it away. Oh, but the fact that he wasn't <laughs> invited. I did not notice that he yeah. wasn't invited. Yeah, so that should have been a clue to Dawn. Yeah. That the guy is not quite what he seems. So, um, yeah. It's sort of an interesting... One of those characters you don't know who, well, yeah. where their allegiance lies and can you trust them or not. So I find that a little interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's definitely an interesting addition. Uh, the actor played the Wizard of Oz in uh, Wicked 2. Okay. <laughs> which which show? Uh, the main one with uh, Adina Menendez. Adele <laughs> <laughs> well, Menendez. Adele Men- No, what was the – what did he call her? Adele Menendez, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazzy. The chick, the, the chick from Frozen. The chick from Frozen, or, yeah. And not Leah Michelle's mum. No. <laughs> not her mum, not her mother. She would play her mother, though. She does play her mother, yeah. <laughs> the cycle was just meant to happen, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, yep. Your favourite, Eddie? Uh, I'll go with Spike. He Spike, was, yeah. I think just that moment with, you know, him and Joyce did have this weird relationship i'd say like he definitely had a fondness for joyce but i think he had a th- he had a thing for mothers like he he's mm. he's a bit of a mummy's boy uh, yeah um which character did you love to hate oh fucking dawn yeah dawn dawn, dawn dawn yeah, yeah. she is and and the problem is this it's episodes like this is the reason why the fandom hated Dawn so much. So does she do the cons or anything like that? No, we've yeah. already talked about that. Yeah, no, I think I think you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not a, if you're not a fan favorite in the show, you you just can't do those cons, can you? Yeah. It depends. It does depend. Well, what about the actress who plays Glory? Oh, she's she's big on the cons. Yeah, thing. she yeah, is. She's she's um. That's <laughs> funny because she's the villain. I think she even had a podcast as well. Like she's wow. she's also like a real. She's yeah, she's like a real nerd as well. Like she's yeah. very into that culture. So she's yeah, she's big that, on the that nerd subculture. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, interesting. Maybe we should have her as a guest. But yeah, she she's I think she's got four kids. She's like yeah, she's um she still occasionally does acting, but mm. it, it still is just funny that the fact that the when it were the main characters isn't and a villain is in a show like who you portray in the show, you know, it wasn't. It's not the character's performance that's mm. the issue, but the character in the show that people don't like, yeah, can damage your future prospects of uh, 
those opportunities. Well, not necessarily because there is a character in Angel that everyone bloody hated and he still had a fantastic career yeah, okay. <laughs> after Angel. But is it a love-hate? No, no, it's it's literally yeah? just, just hate. Okay, all right. <laughs> He's, yeah, they're, they're up there with Dawn. Right. Okay. Like, it's like people put them in the same category because they suffer from the same issue. Is it also maybe because she's young? It's not nose kid sort yeah. of aspect to it, maybe. But at this point, she's you know she's fourteen. You know, mm. I know she's just a little too bratty. Yeah. No, it was a lot of the the whininess as well. Like just so. It's kind of unfair, though, isn't it? Like to be like I know you know it is that thing. She's lost her mum, but she's just blaming Buffy for everything. Yeah. Do you blame the main character? <laughs> Yeah, but it's like it's like she just has no empathy. I think that's yeah. the problem. It's her, her like me, me, me. It's I, a shame that the, the actress should suffer from that, you know. Oh, I don't. I don't, people don't hate the actress. Well, that's I, the other thing. A lot of like people can differentiate yeah, between I, I the understand. actor and yeah. the actress. Yeah, but like, not like the actor and the but character. Not, but not a. Yeah, but they. Yeah, you're right. But it's as you're saying, not a fan favorite. Sort yeah. of, yeah. Because they're, the, they're the only people that can really do those cons if you're a fan favourite. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. LOL moment. Yeah, there weren't. I, I, I got nothing, sorry. There wasn't really anything funny in this episode. There really <laughs> wasn't anything funny. About yeah. The only thing that I can think of was Spike going, hey, Gora, heads up. And then the demon raises its head and it's got like five heads. And he's like, right. Heads it is. <laughs> it's literally the only Yeah. The only comedic moment that is even slightly comedic in the whole episode. It's a very like like Xander does have a couple of lines, but they're Xander lines, so Yeah. I know. Xander was also kind of really mean to Spock. Spike, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh favorite fight scene. Again, there weren't too many. Oh, I like, oh, there was one favorite one. Okay, what was that? When Buffy slapped Dawn in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the Dawn. I was about to say there weren't but, too many fight scenes other than the Cora. There's, there's a couple of there's a couple of moments in TV history where I've actually stood up with my fist in the air and gone, "Yeah!" <laughs> this was one of them. The other one was the Purple Wedding. Oh, okay. <laughs> From Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. A couple of times where I stood up and gone, fucking yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely a. So that was my favourite fight scene. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, she just needed a good slap in the face. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Not advocating violence towards children, but I don't know. <laughs> you were kind of wishing she was really had... robbing me the wrong way in this episode. I'm like, man, just can someone slap her? And like somehow Buffy heard me. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. So there weren't there weren't too many, but yeah, that last fight scene where she's she's like go like Dawn's going on about um oh you won't look at me you don't want me around you haven't cried all of this stuff that just open your fucking eyes, kid. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, I know. Get some perspective. Yeah. Just open your eyes, please. Like, like it's not all about you. Hmm. Everything's not about you. All right. Favourite scene? Uh, my favourite scene was Ben unintentionally telling Jinx that the key is an innocent, innocent human form. Just that revelation of getting the plot along. Like, ooh, that was interesting, you know. Yeah. So now we're 
stuff's getting real. I actually really loved the Buffy Angel Of course you did. Scene. Nate, cue the where, music. Where he just comes up and he just holds her hand and then they're sitting under the tree and they're just talking and Buffy's sort of like the funeral. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. <laughs> they play that beautiful song. Um, and she's like, but it's tomorrow that I'm worried about. And then Angel's like, what's tomorrow? That's exactly what I don't know. Up until now, I've had a roadmap. Things to do every minute, having to do having to do with mum. Tomorrow, the stuff of everyday living resumes. Yeah. It's kind of this very, very sweet interaction that they have. And they play the <laughs> Buffy Angel love theme yes. very much. It's a very sweet song. Yes. All right. Least favourite scene. The poor Gora. <laughs> just sitting there, just sleeping. Just just having a nap, just, looking know, after its eggs. Looking so innocent, it's just sitting there, just looking so cute. Yeah, poor poor ba- poor do mama. We, do we ever see that Gora again? No. <laughs> he got killed. We had babies though. Little okay. Gora babies. Yeah, but what if it has to, like, those eggs have to be kept at a specific temperature? Mm. Okay, that's the end of the Gora then, Yeah, huh? no more Gora demon. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Didn't think about that. What about all the other people that want to resurrect their dead mums? And mm. No one can do that now. It's very yeah. selfish. Thanks, Dawn. <laughs> Thanks, Dawn. Uh, yeah, my least favourite scene was probably the Anya Xander scene in bed. <laughs> that where I'm just please, please just cut to the next scene. Please just cut <laughs> to the next scene. I'm going to see Xander doing the throat cut thing like, ah, <laughs> ah, ah. Really? Right now? I'm still in you. Where... <laughs> 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 yeah, where she's just like, you know, you know, we could make life. And yeah, it's very, very ooh, mm. ew. Um favorite quote. Uh I gave it to Spike. You're gonna steal my line, aren't Am you? Am I? Uh I like the lady, understand me, monkey boy. She was decent. She didn't put on airs. She didn't put on airs. Airs and graces. What are that? What does that like mean? Manners. Oh, she didn't Put on a fake front. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, she always had a nice cuppa for me and she nev- never treated me like a freak. Yeah. Is that what you're going to say? Exactly what I was going to say. Okay. Well, I beat you to it. And it's just, yeah, it's heartbreaking because I love, like do- like Spike and Joyce have some of the best um, scenes together. <laughs> well, even when they when she first met him, I, did she know he was a vampire? Um I'm not sure, no. but she told him to piss off and hit him with an axe or something? Or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should have waited for that full moon. <laughs> the show would have ended very differently. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Next question. Uh, who gets the wooden spoon? Oh, it's Willow gets the wooden spoon for me. Yeah. Well, she yeah. set the whole sort of series of... Yeah, she did, didn't she? Of, um, See, I had her down. See, I had her down. Yeah. Um, For, you know, encouraging... Dawn to go down the path, a very dangerous path. Yep. Uh, but then I thought, fuck Hank Summers. <laughs> he can the character have, that wasn't even there. He can have the wooden spoon. Like, why would you leave your teenage daughters alone? Yeah. After their mum, like, fuck you. Yeah, it's pretty good. I didn't even think about the character that wasn't there to, <laughs> to, to well, give a wooden spoon. But yeah, he definitely earned it. Yeah, yeah. he should have been there looking out for his kids. Yeah. Deadbeat dad. 
He gets Deadbeat Dad of the Year award. Wow. Yeah. Wooden Spoon and Deadbeat Dad. Yeah. Okay. Who's the MVP? Uh, Buffy, I think. Yeah, I gave it to Spike because without Spike, yeah, Dawn, Dawn would just be dead. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> know whether that's a bad thing or a good thing, but yeah, um, yeah, sh- she just would have been dead. <laughs> what would happen if she died? Would the I don't key know. Would the key just I don't be know. released or something? Or I don't know. It's never explored or explained. Well, maybe the key would be destroyed if she died. Okay. Or maybe if she dies, she magically opens a lock. So <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I don't know. It's right. it's not it's clear because there's no information about it. Less is better, maybe. <sighs> the less you know, the more it will make no sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you rate this episode out of 10 using something from the episode? I gave it five slaps in the face. Five slaps in the face? Yeah, yeah. I gave it... Five broken glowy eggs. Gamora eggs? Yeah, Gamora Aww. eggs. Glowy Gamora. Yeah, we've got the same rating. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's ever happened. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a fiver, yeah. Yeah, because it's, to- it's not like so bad. It's it's meh, which yeah. is five, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so our 100th episode, Eddie. So can we just talk about that for a second? 100 episodes. 100 episodes. Wow. Do we need to celebrate? Uh-oh. No? <laughs> I'll get copyrighted on YouTube every time I play those things. Celebrate good times. Come on. I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 100 episodes. So uh, it's been a couple of years we've been doing this. God, so when, did, when did we start doing this? Was it 2020? 21, I think, maybe. I don't know. It was mid, mid-COVID lockdown. Yeah, yeah, one of the last lockdowns. Maybe it was 2020. I don't know. Three, three years? Wow. Uh, so we've finally got to 100 and we're going to do another 100 more, Eddie. Oh, well, yeah. We've got to do another 100 <laughs> I know. More. We've been sort of, we're, life has caught up with us a bit, so it's hard to release episodes like we were releasing at the start, doing them weekly almost. Yeah. So we're doing them monthly at the moment. But I think we're trying to push it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. We're trying. Trying, I know. Life and kids, it's hard to juggle all this stuff. But we're doing our best. So, you know. Any uh, appreciation from you guys would help and encourage us to put more effort in. And yes. Our road to 200 or 150. It's like, <laughs> go too hard. So, was there anything else you wanted to add, Eddie? Or are you yeah. done? Nah, yeah. Just want to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Well, as I said, 100. Woohoo! That's century. So, my, we are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And if you like what you're listening to, what can you do, Eddie? Well, you could find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, there's a Facebook page. And if you want to help out the podcast, follow the link tree on the socials to the merch store. Yes, like, share, subscribe, comment. All of it helps. Yep. And until next time, we'll see you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazim. <laughs> <laughs>